consulting and nine to five jobs are the exact same thing. That's right. So I see a lot of people chasing the freelance consulting approach to life. Deciding, you know, I don't want to do the nine to five. Instead, I want to do the nine to nine. <laughs> so I think a lot of people go into it thinking this is exactly what I want. I get to live on my own terms. I get to travel wherever I want. Here's the reality. You will be working much, much harder and you won't have one boss. You will have plenty. Let's break this down. In consulting, you typically have a number of projects, a number of clients, people who you respond to. You answer to these people. In a nine to five job, you have one boss, one person that you respond to, your superior. So in a sense, that's a little easier because, well, you just kind of show up and you do the job and you respond to that one person. It's pretty straightforward. But I think a lot of people go into freelancing and consulting thinking, I, I don't want a boss. I want to be my own boss. But you'll f soon find out that you have several bosses, including yourself, could be the worst boss you've ever had. And then you have all these clients these clients will expect deadlines, will push you on certain things. You see, the nine to five, you actually have a little bit of flexibility. Uh, you, you can actually dictate when you'd like to get things done because you're having a daily conversation with your boss, whereas with your clients, well, they set the expectations. It's very difficult for you to to sort of own the discussion. You can suggest when you'd like to have things done, but you'll have some clients where they're very deadline focused. Like this is, this is kind of when we expect it to be done. I've gone through all this, okay? I've had the job, I've had the corporate job, I've had the freelancing job, I've had the consulting job, I've had all the different jobs. So I can speak to all of this. And I can tell you that in terms of the number of uh, this rolling back here in terms of the feeling that you are on your own that's not the case you are very much reporting to somebody in both situations so in that sense I say it's the exact same thing if anything consulting and freelancing will require that you work harder because in order to get clients, you now have to become a salesperson. What does that mean? Well, you need to be sending out emails. You need to be out networking. You need to be on freelancing platforms. Or you need to somehow create some business. Otherwise, you don't have any clients. You don't have any business. You're not bringing in any income. A lot of these freelancers think that, oh, it'll be easy. I just get a client. Well, if you're starting from scratch, it's not easy. And I started from scratch. And to get one client where I was making about two to 3000 a month, that was a challenge to get that client. And it was a challenge to hold on to that client. 
because of the way that business works. You see, everything's always evolving. So you have to become a salesperson. Are you good at sales? No? Well, you're going to have to find somebody who is good at sales so that you can do the work. But doing the work, yes. A lot of people want to escape the 9 to 5 because they don't want to do the 9 to 5 work. But then they find out that they have to do 9 to 9 work. And they'll find out soon enough that their days are spent entirely on consulting, freelancing, all that kind of stuff. Because they are the accountant, the project manager, the salesperson, they're everything. And that takes time. The, the benefit, the benefit is you can charge a heck of a lot more per hour you're you're at a cap with a nine to five job you're at a cap okay whereas with consulting you can you can set some pretty high figures that's the advantage with that but you're still dependent on somebody else for a paycheck that's where consulting sort of falls apart and I only just recently realized this, that I'm still not my own boss by doing these projects. I'm still dependent on someone else for the paycheck. So I've been taking a step back and saying, what kind of content can I create so that, or what kind of products or services can I create so that I'm not involved? And there's quite a few different things. See, if you want to escape the 9 to 5, truly escape the 9 to 5, or any of that 9 to whatever, you need to start building something. My nose is really itchy today. I don't know why. Uh, you need to start building something. You need to look at perhaps courses. You'll see a lot of people who will actually create courses on how to be a consultant or how to be this because they make more money teaching people how to be a consultant than they do being a consultant. Why? Well, because they can scale up their teaching. They can scale up their courses. They can run advertising, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, what have you. They can generate a ton of traffic to the course that maybe they charge $2,000 for. And that's a way for them to make serious money without actually being attached to time. They're just teaching people how to move from a 9-to-5 job they don't like to another job that they're probably not going to absolutely 100% love because they'll find out that they still have bosses. So they sell this idea of freedom when people will soon realize after they buy the course that's not the case. So you need to have a sheer level of confidence and ego in order to put a course together teaching people how to escape from one thing to another. I'm not sure that's the best solution. That that just feels kind of snake oil-ish where you're you're sort of trying to do that. You know, I created some courses for fun based on that. And I'm just 
I didn't feel right about it. So I just gave all of it away for free because I'm not interested in making any money off of something like that where I'm trying to sell people a situation that's maybe not the best. You see, if you really want to be free, maybe you should teach people something that you really truly know something that can really truly solve a problem. If people want to escape the nine to five, they don't want to go into a nine to nine. That's not what they want. They actually really truly want to escape the nine to five. So a better course idea instead of how to be a consultant would be how to be a creative genius or how to be an artist or how to be an entrepreneur. Someone that solves problems and builds things. You see, that's a real quality course. Because that's something that I struggle with, and I'm trying to figure that out. See, that's really interesting to me. Or how to create content you love, or how to create meaningful content. You see, that's where you start having an interesting dialogue. There's millions, billions, uh, infinite amount of different course ideas that you could come up with and sell that as an educational approach. So you're actually helping or inspiring people with your content. That is a nicer approach than chasing a consulting gig. Because a lot of people that are consultants, they might be introverted and they're maybe not really into sales or they're extroverted and they're not into sales. You don't have to be extroverted to be into sales. You actually really dislike sales even if you're extroverted. So the course idea is one thing. Because um, you could scale that. You, you could scale that. If you have a course that's quality, uh, like Marketing for Lawyers 101, if you're truly into that kind of stuff, you probably have that knowledge and you could package it into a course. All it takes is putting together a bunch of videos where maybe you're doing screenshots or even if it's just you speaking like I am right now. That could be real material that you package together and you value it at maybe $200 or $300 a pop. Uh, psychologically saying, $147 seems to be the, the nice ticket number for a course. So something to keep in mind. Of course, if you think your value is much higher, then charge that. And then go after the market that would pay for it. See, that's something you can scale up. But you don't always have to say, oh, I'm going to create courses. I'm going to be a course content creator. Because maybe teaching isn't your thing. See, for me, talking and, and giving information as I'm learning about things, that seems to be in my wheelhouse. But maybe you're also into, or you're into creating books. Truly informational books. Books where people will pay money, like a marketing guide. Again, it could be something related to the course material, but instead you're writing it out because you're more comfortable. And this is a little bit more difficult because you have to spend a ton of time marketing books. There's usually a cap. Most people won't pay more than $20 for an ebook. It's pretty difficult. You have a few outliers where they're charging like $50 because there's such value in there that they're able to do that. If you're going to create a book like that, you might as well create a course, get some revenue streams going. 
But uh, book publishing is another thing. You know, I have a bunch of children's books, and that's a good stream for me to to build that up. And I actually like creating this stuff. I'm not ghostwriting, but you can ghostwrite the books or have somebody ghostwrite them for you so that you can make money off of somebody else's talent. It's a, It's one approach. But don't feel like you have to be a consultant. But if you decide, okay, I'm going to be a consultant, consider the problems you're solving as a consultant and figure out how you can package them into material that you can sell in a scalable fashion. Maybe your clients are a bunch of startups and you're noticing a pattern. You're noticing a pattern that these startups need to be helped in terms of business growth. And you keep providing similar sets of solutions, client after client after client. Okay, package these solutions into a system, maybe a three-tiered system, and then sell that. See, it's product product productization of your of your consulting offer. That's where you're really going to get the meat of this. So think about that. How can you package what it is you're doing so that you don't have to do it hour by hour? Yeah. Because there's a tremendous amount of work that you're going to be putting into consulting or freelancing, and you're much better off trying to package that. How to get your next 10 clients as a freelancer. Ooh, that's good material. You could sell that to other freelancers who are maybe trying to get into your thing. I created a video called um, How to Optimize Your Freelancing Profile so that you can get more clients. And that actually generated quite a few views. And it's just something I put together as like a screenshot tutorial. And uh, it's one of my top videos at the time of creating it, although not, not a significant amount of views, but enough for me to say, hey, this is interesting. People are interested in this particular subject. Oh, there might be something there. So there's a number of different things. You could also hire an assistant, a virtual assistant, to do a bunch of tasks for you so that you're now thinking like a CEO or entrepreneur. You're thinking like, I'm going to create some content. I'm going to create something of value so that I'm not doing consulting for the rest of my life. Because consulting is just like the 9 to 5, except it's the 9 to 9 and you are doing it for the rest of your life. Because you're likely just trading time for money. And that's not the solution. The solution is solving a problem with content that matters, with a service that matters, with a product that matters. That is the solution. That's where you'll kind of get ahead. I have a number of different projects that I'm building up, and they all tie into a publishing arm of mine. I'm, I'm like a content publisher. I'm creating content for a number of different audiences. But at the end of the day, it's all under my name, Trev. 
And at the end of the day, it's all about helping others create and share their story with the world. That's what it's all about. And whether I create stories that are about children's books or even nonfiction adults for, for adults, all of it is about encouraging the story process, the personal narrative process. It's about creating a, a significant amount of volume that says, wow, okay, this person does a lot of different things. I'm intrigued into what that person's doing. Then you get people, you get eyeballs coming to you and they get sucked into your content. You see, this is maybe very business focused, but maybe there's a parent out there who's watching this, like a mom or a dad, and they're thinking, ah, I don't want to go back to work. I want to spend time with my child. How do I spend time with my child? How do I spend my days with family, with the people I love? Well, I'm giving them tips, but you know what? They might get so sucked into what I'm doing that they'll end up buying some of my children's books. Perhaps. Because I put a lot of time and effort into that. The over 60 books that I have that I personally wrote and illustrated. A lot of time invested in that. But you see, I'm not selling to kids. Kids don't have the credit cards. The parents have the credit cards. So I have to sell to adults. In order for an adult to buy what I'm selling, I need to get them on board with the idea that 9 to 5 isn't the solution, consulting isn't the solution, doing something meaningful is a solution. But it's a lot of hard work. I'm telling you, it is a lot of hard work. Creating this YouTube channel is a heck of a lot of work. It's... Uh, something that I want to eventually monetize and make, make money off of. But in order to do that, I have to create consistent value, value that people want to tune into. Otherwise, I'll never get this monetized because I have a measly amount of subscribers and very few viewers. I have to continue to raise the bar, but also be consistent in my delivery. So I'm going to have to work beyond the 9 to 9 to get this going. I have to optimize my entire life in order to see some sort of success out of this because this YouTube arm isn't panning out currently. But if I stick to it, then, then something will come of it. But if you stick to consulting, you might make a significant amount of money. Maybe your cap is at like $1,000 an hour. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing if you can get to that level. But you will always be trading time for money. Is that what you want to do? Or do you want to create something that has a legacy? You see, I look at legacy. Content can be a legacy. But service, if I'm serving someone, is that a legacy? Well, it's a legacy for that business. You see, they'll be going for, for years and years, but one day they might close down. And then all the work that you did in terms of your consulting, it gets thrown out the window, just like your 9-to-5 job. All the work that you do gets thrown out the window because that business closes down, doesn't matter what you did. Whatever you built in that company gets thrown out the window. But if you build something on your own, then you're building a legacy of your own. That has 
significant value. People will pay for that. And you can scale that. You can turn that into something of value. So, this is why I like creating videos, because I'm able to hash out some material that some will find valuable, because they're d debating whether they want to quit their 9 to 5 and go into consulting. Well, let me tell you, it might not be the right approach. You might have to think differently. Um, you might want to think about creating a system that you can charge for. An ultimate system. Maybe it's beyond courses. Maybe it's a seminar, a massive thing that you put together. Maybe it's speaking engagements. And you record the speaking engagements, okay? If you're going to do speaking engagements, record it so that you have YouTube footage and you can put that up. And then that's how you're going to get some serious business down the road or something that's scalable. You see people will tune in, you'll get views, you might be able to turn it into some money-making venture. But uh, look at all the different revenue streams. You see, if you're just focusing on consulting, you're missing out on, well, here are the revenue streams I'm into, affiliate marketing. I'm into ebook sales. I'm into paperback sales. I'm into podcasting, which can eventually turn into sponsorships. There's dollars there. YouTube, which can turn into ads and sponsors. Speaking, I'm doing some speaking in the sense of communicating with you here. I haven't done any public speaking yet. That might be the next thing that I do, where I get one-on-one -on -one or one-on-many with an intimate setting. That could be the next step. Maybe at schools, and maybe I get paid a certain amount. But the thing is, that requires time. So I have to think on that one. But I have some coaching clients. So I make money off of sitting there for an hour or two, and we have a conversation, and we try to solve business problems. And that has some return on investment for sure. Mm. You can have merchandise. I have art prints, so I have like fine art that I charge money for. Another revenue stream. And then I make investment income from my property and the, the value that goes up because I have a mortgage. But I make money on that. And then I have stocks, so I make money on that. So all of this ties into a much bigger piece than consulting, or a much bigger piece than a nine to five. So if you sort of think about that, and then I have free courses that I'm giving out on YouTube, but eventually I might create a course where it's tremendous value. It could be a compilation of a bunch of videos that I've created on a very specific subject, then I can sell that, like a creativity course or a life course. So I have all of this, I have all this thinking of down the road of how it's all going to come into play. But this is just one of the few pieces that I'm building out. And as as more and more people tune in, a business is created, a real business, and I become a CEO of all of this content that I've built out.
you should think like a CEO, not like a consultant. Think like, what are the different arms of my business that I can build out? Set the structure, have a website, have the podcasting so that it's very simple to set up, have the YouTube channel and where you're posting constantly one after the other. Have it all nicely set up so that you can build this this platform for yourself. Because I'm telling you, these other entrepreneurs, that's what they're building. They're selling you a course on how to be something. You should be the one selling the course. You should have the confidence in doing that. Because I don't know if you want to be chasing a consulting gig. It's kind of a short-term solution. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, okay? You could be a single mom in Africa, struggling. But if you really think about what I'm saying here, you could be the single mom who helps hundreds of other single moms with knitting or crocheting. And you could be the one that provides workshops and you you make something from that. You're providing value. There's so many different approaches. It doesn't matter your situation though. Think about what it is you're providing. And if it's one-off, like I'm gonna do this work for you and then that's it. Oof, really think about that. Think of that's really truly what you want because you might be better off figuring out how you can package that and scale it so that any business can use your consulting services without you actually getting involved. Another example is like a marketing agency. So an agency founder typically will start off providing marketing services to clients. They'll be the salesperson, they'll be the accountant, they'll be the project manager, they'll be the, the technician getting the stuff done. Over time, they hire staff and then they get less hands-on. But I actually worked with an agency owner and I found out that this individual is still networking, is still selling, is still doing work. So even though they're, they're the agency owner, they're still busy promoting because all these minions that they hired to do all the work, well, they're doing the work, but who's getting the sales? So I would say the CEO, agency founder, probably should hire a salesperson to go out and get more sales clients or account executive. That would be the next piece because then that truly removes the individual from hands-on work. But you have to set this structure up and you have to go and execute on it. And that's where a lot of the struggles happen is that uh, founders and CEOs get hands-on. Like right now I'm getting hands-on by creating this video content. Eventually I want it so it's like running on autopilot so that I'm maybe not having to do this every single day. But for maybe the next several years, I might have to be doing a video a day. And I don't mind it. I actually quite enjoy speaking here and talking to you because you might get some value out of this. And um, this lives on forever. I don't mind this. So I could do this for the rest of my life and it wouldn't be a bad thing at all. I quite enjoy it. But 
if I go back to the agency owner, does that agency owner want to be selling or do they want to be doing meaningful work? And that's where I, I raise the question. What is the agency providing that's scalable? If it's just services and all they can handle is a set amount of businesses, well, they might need to look at increasing staff or expanding in other cities or what have you. Because a service business, well, it's a, it's a more challenging thing to scale quickly. You, you have to work at it. You definitely have to work at it. And you might need to first look at uh, maybe free, um, uh, franchising. Franchising what you've learned. Oh, yeah. So you build a system, so then maybe I'm a marketing person and I want to start an agency as well. How do I do it? Well, set up a franchising system. Ty Lopez is a, <coughs> excuse me. Ty Lopez is an example of someone who has set up like a course system to help people who want to start an agency making money off of people who want to start an agency. You should be the Ty Lopez starting, helping others start the agency. Like that's what you should do. If you're an agency owner, you've built up the agency. Now you should start thinking, how can I teach others how to do this? This all brings up really interesting points. Looking at your journey and teaching people how to do the same journey that you did. That's interesting. People will pay for that. Especially if your journey is worthwhile. If I, if I think about my journey, if I just think out loud, see, I was in corporate marketing, I wanted to get out. I started businesses to get out. I failed multiple times. And then I created books. And now I'm creating videos. So there's a significant amount of creative volume that I've put out there. So my journey could be teaching others how to put out creative volume in spite of adversity. Because I battled multiple eye surgeries. So I wasn't really sure if I'd ever be able to work again. So there's a number of stories, a number of narratives there. And that could suck people in. Your narrative, your personal narrative is what people will want to hear about. That's how you're going to get out of consulting. That's how you're going to get out of nine to five. That's how you're going to have something meaningful is where you look at your personal narrative and you talk about that people will gravitate to that. Otherwise, you'll just be doing the exact same thing in consulting, and I don't know if you'll like it. Because you're still answering to a boss. Not just yourself, but your clients. So hopefully that all helps. It gives you some new perspectives on how you're approaching business, on how you're approaching life. If you like this, 
awesome. Uh, I don't like asking for anything, so uh, I'm not going to ask. There's a number of things you can do, and that's totally up to you. Um, you can like the video. You can dislike it. You can share this video. You can subscribe to the channel where you'll see a number of other videos like this. But you don't have to do any of that because I'm not interested in forcing you to do anything. Yeah, I don't want to force you to do anything. But uh, if you like it, cool. That's awesome. And if you stayed, you stayed along for this long, even better. Um, that, that makes that makes it really worthwhile. I love every time I see somebody watch one of my videos. It means the world to me, because that means that there's some sort of value I'm helping with others, and uh, that's all that matters. I if if I don't if I don't get any subscribers, but I get people watching and learning from this that's that's more than i could ever ask for so uh, yeah i'm not asking for anything though <laughs> anyway uh thanks for tuning in until next time toodles <laughs>